one's funny. Hang on, no, trust it's funny. Just like, just picture like the glasses floating onto my head and thug life floating across the screen. Look down and that. We'll try that again. Okay. Okay, it's gonna make. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna start crying, dude. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna. Turn it off! Turn it off! Oh no! It's Evil Morty! Rick and Morty! It's Evil Morty! Boys, let's, let's, let's have some real talk. Yeah. Where's Rick and Morty season four? Oh, what the fuck is this coming out for like a year? Anyway, this is Nocturnal oh. episode two. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um. So, this is. Welcome to. Fuck. Um, <laughs> you get it, you get it, you get it, come on. <laughs> We're here in RMIT. Um, it, it's your boy, Jer, and... That's me. Uh, I'm Jer. Wait, hold up one sec, I gotta... Fuck, I close the app. <laughs> it's... It's the GTA Yeah. It's uh, Ethan Bradbury. <laughs> That's a it's good time to stop. That's a good two-year-old meme. <laughs> yeah, um, anyway... Welcome back. It's yeah. been a few months. Um, uh, like four months. Happy birthday, Joe. Oh, yeah. My birthday would have been in between the periods. That's, happy birthday for today. That's, it was not, on the, um, that's not correct. <laughs> no, it is. It was on the list of topics to read. What are you on about? I was reading the topics last night and uh, it said happy birthday, Joe. So uh, I guess this is the uh, big uh, bonanza at Joe's birthday extravaganza. Yep, my it's my birthday. We're definitely not recording this on Halloween. It's it's de it's definitely June thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. real talk, boys. It's been like five months since we've recorded the podcast, and I don't know what the fuck we talked about last episode. Yeah, we put up the first episode like how many days ago? Like a week ago. Yeah. Now this is real real talk. Yeah, we have no uh, your your hot boy Joe and um, I am uh, yes. Um, yeah. Luke has has changed quite a bit in in the meantime. It's been uh, it's been it's been a ride. What the fuck's been happening, dude? Uh, <laughs> we're here an hour my tea. What's been happening? Keems, we're I'll, in Sin Studios. Keems, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you, Keems. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Actually, so much shit's happened. I don't fucking know. You you dyed your hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I wasn't. I was gonna tell you this in private. I guess I just tell you on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I want to do something in my hair. Fucking stop playing with the soundboard. <laughs> okay, soundboard is going away. I want to do something with my hair. Oh, really? So, I like the idea of dyeing it. I don't want to go blonde because everyone's fucking going blonde. Yeah. Become a blonde boy. Nah. What do you think of, like, grey silver? Grey silver? That'll be, like, expensive as fuck. Just, oh, uh, I don't give a shit about Just it. boy to boy here. You're you're probably paying, like, maybe two, three hundred for that. Because here's what's going to happen. And, um... Your your boy Luke, he's uh he's been to the salon one of one uh, one too many times. <laughs> Wait, I wasn't meant to say that. A few a few times, and like we both have pretty black hair. Yeah. So to get it to a point where it's like white or grey, it takes a few times. Like they have to put the bleach in and leave it there for a couple of hours. But I reckon uh, I reckon the grey would suit you. Yeah. The the silver looking. fox look. Yeah. Uh, like I don't know. If like, I don't know what the hairstyle would be either. Like, I was thinking I could continue growing this out and, like, man bonnet. Or... You could, like, Geralt of Rivia. What has he got? Well, he has a man bun, doesn't he? Yeah, he has a man bun, and I think it's shaved sides or, yeah. or just, like, hanging sides. Mm. I reckon that would definitely work. Yeah. 
either that or like something poofy, like woo. Yeah. Woo. I'm touching my hair, by the way. We here at RMIT Studios like to make jokes. Yes. We're not RMIT students, though. Don't fucking give them that idea. I like RMIT. I don't. Shut up. It's a good school. It's, uh, it's <coughs> bad memories. This is going to be a fun podcast because I'm really sneezy today. So. Oh, yeah. I'm fucked as well. But, like, my hay fever's calmed down, so should be okay. Yeah. Um, so what else has been happening? You want to you wanna change your hair? What the, what, what's been going on? What's uh, that? Fucking... Um, uh, oh, you know what it's time for? What's it time for? It's time for our... Get that soundboard open. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't what I wanted. But it's time for our Red Dead Redemption 2 segment! Oh, we're not going to smoke weed? No, we're going to talk about Red Dead. Play it. Play something. Sweet, sweet. What do you think of Red Dead, Luke? Luke, Luke. What do you think of the game, Luke? Wait, wait, wait. Standboard. Okay, no. Um, <laughs> standboard's going away for good this time. I like it. I think it's. Uh huh. I'm not sure if I like it as much as Red Dead One or GTA. Like when I first booted up, I thought this is fucking excellent. It feels like a Tarantino film. Um, or it feels like a, a John Carpenter film, and I was I was really digging it, and then I got to the open world, uh, and I'm like, I'm still like, this is fucking awesome. I love the attention to detail. I love the characters, but there's like there's a little voice in my head that's like, uh, Red Dead did things better, because it was like that was an ideas game, that was really perpetuating the idea of like morality in the west and like it played with the idea that the virtuous die in the west and uh-huh. the the dickheads basically rise to power so i like that and that was kind of missing at least from what i've seen so far well yeah i can see that but it's also hard to say because it's such a long game that like i think you'd have to wait to make that Full judgment. I'm only, like, like, five hours in, so, yeah, I can't yeah. say for sure. Like, I feel like that gets developed way more, because uh, I'm, like, 25 hours in, so I'd say wait. Yeah. Or keep playing. Oh, no, like, I'm definitely going to finish this. I, I love this game. Mm-hmm. I just played the mission where you're looking for Lenny in the bar. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> where you're, like, drunk as shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, like, dunk some poor dude's head in a trough, oh, dude, and you're just laughing. <laughs> Well, it was like hold down L2 to like drown, and I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna drown him. Like, I let go, like, and yeah. before I like, actually killed the guy, and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I wonder if you can kill him. I think you can. Okay. Like, I'm pretty sure that's. Also, here's an interesting thing. Do you remember at the very start, the train mission, right? With mm-hmm. Robbie? I think it's Lenny who, like, he's hanging off the edge, like, he falls. Yeah. And you have to, you just, like, go pick him up. Was that Lenny? I, I'm not sure of who it was. But you can let him die. Yeah. Which is insane. Which is crazy. Because yeah. he, like, that character, I can't remember who it is, I think it's Lenny, reoccurs throughout the entire story. Yeah, that's insane. So many missions, and like, what happens to that drunk mission if you, you let him die? I think, I have no idea. I'd be really interested to see what happens. Also, I think you might be able to let the pasta die. I'm not sure if the mission fails or anything. The pasta. You know when he runs along the train tracks and you have to go save him? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, that guy's a... Weird character. Yeah. 
Rockstar always has like insanely weird characters. Do you remember in the first Red Dead there was like there was a grave robber? Yeah. Um, there were like there were some weird ass characters in that one as well. Mm-hmm. You know, what I really I think what I love about it is like seeing because Red Dead Two only has like a couple reoccurring characters from the first game so far at least it's John um, like Dutch obviously John John Dutch Javier Abigail and Jack I guess yeah so far um but like seeing Javier is like really interesting cause like the only time you see him in that in Red Dead is like when you're basically taking him in and he's like begging for his life yeah that's true but even like, even Dutch like yeah if you remember the scenes from the first Red Dead where it's a it's a cat and mouse game between John, yeah, and and Dutch, like it's it's really sad seeing how he fucking he kills himself at the end of Red Dead One. Right. It's it's really sad to see how far he falls, especially because he's like he's this huge cult leader. Well, yeah, that's the thing. In Red he, Dead Two, he, well, if you want to talk about virtuous, like he's so virtuous in Red Dead Two. He's like got all these plans, all these ideas. Like he just he's like always going and going and going. Yeah, well, the idea there is the virtuous die in yeah. Red Dead 1. So he had this idea for a bright future, and, like, that never really happens because the the, the gang disbands, and right. obviously John kills them all. So he starts going nuts. And then, yeah. like... Here's another thing, actually, I just reminded myself. In looking at Red Dead 1 in the context of Red Dead 2, it's interesting seeing that John Marston is the protagonist of Red Dead 1. Yeah. Because he's not, like... He's not all that strong of a character in terms of the rest of the gang. Like, you'd think... Again, like, Red Dead 2 obviously came second. Yeah. But you'd think Arthur Morgan would be the protagonist of Red Dead 1. Right, that's the thing. Well, we don't know what happens to any of these characters at the end of Red Dead 2. Yet. Yeah. So, like, we'll have to wait and see what happens, I guess. But it's like, he's just kind of a, a lackey. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, John... Because, like, there's a few John missions <laughs> in Red Dead 2, like... And he's just, yeah, like, you just do things for him. Like, he's not really any character that's, like, massively... Like, the only thing they mention about John a lot is... I don't know if you've got to this. I think you probably have. Um, but Arthur doesn't like him that much because he ran away from the gang. Yeah, for like yeah. A year mm-hmm. And, like, left Jack and Abigail. So that's the only, like, semblance of, like, oh, John's, like, not entirely loyal Sort of thing. Yeah, like... it gives context to what happens in Red Dead One as well. Yeah, where like where he leaves again. Yeah, well, he in Red Dead One they keep on mentioning how Javier and like Dutch betrayed him or like left him to die, right? Yeah, and I haven't gotten to that bit in Red Dead Two. I'm assuming it will happen in this game. Yeah, but like I'm interested to see what that actual scenario is. Yeah, these like these fucking characters. I'm. I'm I'm only like again five hours in, but I'm really connected to these oh, people. Oh yeah, I'm super connected to all these characters. Like I, the fact that I know all their names and there's so many of them, like yeah, there's like twenty people in the in the camp. Yeah, like I know everyone. Like I all every single time I'm in the camp, I go and talk to everyone. Yeah. Like oh yeah, me too. Just like, and the conversations are always different. <laughs> Even in the wild. Um, yeah. One second. I was I was just running around in in the wild, just like just like hunting or whatever. And I came across these two kids and a dad. And the dad was, like, this dick. And he was making his kids build this house, just, like, mm-hmm. dead and night. And they had no idea what they were doing. And at one point, like... These are just random unnamed characters, by yeah. the way. They're putting up a foundation, and the foundation falls. And the dude gets mad. Um, so I start, like, talking to them. Mm-hmm. And they're, like... Obviously, they're pissed off at the dad. And the dad is, like, pissed off at the kids. Yeah. Um, for not, like, 
being s- strong or what he wants him to be. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, this is really well developed for, like, some random people in the wild. Uh-huh. And then... I wanted to see what happens if I killed the dad, like, if the kids would thank me or, like, try to kill me. Um, and what happened is I, I killed him and the kids just try to run to the nearest town to, like, tell on me. Mm. And they start screaming about how I killed their dad. So Rockstar planned for that to happen. Yeah. And I legitimately, like, this is the first time I felt bad about killing someone in a Rockstar game. I feel bad about so many of the crimes I commit. Yeah. Because not only do I see that little red fucking marker that's, like, Bad notoriety or whatever. It's also like, oh, I didn't mean, like, uh, that's... Yeah, I don't feel good about this. Like, Yeah, I think, like, that fixes a big issue that a lot of Rockstar games with ludonarrative dissonance. Yeah. Um, where, like, you usually your characters will be somewhat virtuous. They kill people, but they weren't fucking all-out murderers. Right. Take, like, CJ, for for example. Yeah. It It's not like him to go on a rampage. Mm-hmm. But for Arthur Morgan, he's enough of a clean slate for that to fit within the story. Yeah. And, like, with the whole morality system, it it works for you to be able to do that. It really does. And also, like, I love that Arthur Morgan, the character, like, recognises he's a fucking terrible person. Yeah. It just allows, like... It it allows for such a thing where he... Like, it feels good to be good, and also it makes sense for him to be bad or commit bad acts, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't know if you've experienced it. I think it's Tilly in the camp mm-hmm. where you can go and talk to her sometimes like shoot and you have like a sit down chat <coughs> I don't know if you've done this yet I think it only pops up every now and then but you can go have a sit down chat with Tilly right yeah and basically what happens is like Arthur will be like sort of like a psychology session where he's just like I don't know I've been going crazy recently been killing like a lot of like and it's dependent on what he says is dependent on what you've been doing okay so like uh, I've been killing a lot of inno- innocent folk for like no reason oh that's nuts and then it makes me feel so bad because I'm like Oh, I didn't mean, like, I'm... Uh. Yeah, see, that fixes the GTA Five problem, because that game opens with Michael in a shrink's office, but there's no reason for you to feel bad about Michael's crimes because you weren't responsible for them. Yeah. Like, you played the bank heist. Right. But you weren't directly responsible for those. Um, you were kind of forced into that linear narrative. Yeah. I think that's fucking sick. And that, like, brings me to another point. This game doesn't feel like a Rockstar game. No, it's, it doesn't. It's its own thing entirely. Like, you had you had the first 10 years, which is, like, GTA 3, all the way up to, like, I don't know. So you're probably GTA 4. GTA or 4. Red Dead for one. I think, like, Red Dead's in its own camp. Yeah. Those games, like, those are my fucking childhood. I love them. Yeah. But those, I'm not sure. They just feel barren compared to what Red Dead 2 is. It's, like, I don't know. It just does something that I've never seen before, which is, like, just, it makes you absolutely... For a game that, like, you know, they, you have, like, RPGs that give you a nameless character and whatever, right? Yeah. For a game that gives you a full-on-fledged, like, character that's, like, fleshed out, it does a fantastic job of making you feel exactly like that character. Like, and I, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I've never really experienced that before. Yeah, I think, like, there's a lot of firsts for me playing this game, and I've been playing games for for a long time. Yeah. Especially, oh my god, the horses as well. Like, oh yeah, I'm so attached to my horse. Like, if my horse died, I would actually feel upset. Yeah, I dress mine like Bojack, and I call him Bojack. So, like, I, I legitimately have a connection to to mine. Yeah, that's my horse's name is Jumble. Oh, nice. That's uh, it's very silly. Jumble, and he's got like platinum hair. Oh damn! It's fucking. I love like him. Like you. Not yet. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, 
like one thing that Rockstar nails was was the vibe. Yeah. Like if you remember back to GTA Vice City, which I think is in my top five games of all time, that fucking atmosphere, like. The font that they use, the HUD, yeah. the the radio, the buildings, everything fit into like this drive neon aesthetic. Yeah, drive like eighties sort of. Yeah, they did that in Red Dead Two, except everything in the world legitimately feels like a world instead of a like a play box. Uh-huh. That's like, it's uh, it's just so like. And what I love is like you describe that NPC encounter. I've never had that. I've never met these this dad and fucking kids, right? Yeah. In 25 hours of playing the game. It's not like these NPC encounters are, like, structured or scheduled, right? Yeah. Because I probably had heaps of NPC encounters that you haven't had. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had one, which was I thought was, like, really cool, where it was, like, a blind beggar. He was, like, asking for a door, right? Mm-hmm. So I gave him a door, started walking off, and then I turn around, and he's walking, Mm-hmm. Like just normally, and I'm like, wait a fucking second. <laughs> so I go off to him. I'm like, I, I first antagonize, and, and then Arthur's like, you're not blind. And he's like, uh, and he starts <laughs> running away. So I chase him the fuck down, steal back my money, and let him go. I'm like, you're fuck one you. fucking dollar. Well, fucking, he lied to me. What? Over what? You you gonna kill a cunt over a dollar? I didn't kill him though. Oh, okay, that's fine. I hogtied him. Let him have it. You know, he's probably he probably has kids to feed. No, fuck him. You're the, don't pretend to be fucking blind. How the how the fuck are you supposed to make money in the West? That's what I love though. If I didn't turn around, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. The NPC just started getting up by himself. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, that's that's nuts. These uh these games reward perception. It's like I think this is the first game that really builds on the Skyrim ideology. Like when that game came out, everyone was like, oh, you can go anywhere. If you see a fucking mountain, you can go ride to it. Right. Um, and, like, you can play for 100 hours and have a completely different experience than someone else. I haven't had a game since then that did that mm. until Red Dead 2. Yeah. Like, that's why I love being able to talk about the game. Because I'm like, you don't even have to talk about the story. You can just talk about what the fuck happens to you in that world. Like, literally just, like, telling a story to your friends. Like... Oh, dude, I was playing, and I was and fucking, I met this chick, and, like, this happened, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and that's yeah. That's, like, a legitimately interesting story, because your friend, maybe they will, but they probably won't ever experience that. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Now, boys, that this is a uh, game podcast. <laughs> Let's get the sound. Oh, fuck, my phone fell apart. I, I want to tell a quick... Oh, yeah, tell your technology words. Um, it's actually not that interesting, but what happened was, I was riding to school yesterday, and I went to check the time. To high school? Yeah, we're um we're actually year sevens. Yeah, we just take a lot of steroids. Small voice sounds so deep. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was riding to school. Um, I was gonna say the school name, but I can't do that. That fucking place, dude. We can say our name. Oh, Buckley Park College. That fucking. Oh no, we can't oh. defame it. I'll, I'll blur that out. Oh, I thought you meant University of Melbourne. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that place is cool. Yeah. I don't. I didn't give a shit about the story I was gonna tell anymore. Fucking bu- What a what a shithole. What what happened? I don't know. I was just thinking about it recently, and I don't know. But I don't. I mean, it's fine. Like I don't look back. I don't look back on that school with bad memories. I look back at that school with good memories because of my friends. Well, yeah. Not because of the teachers or the program. Or the six years where I literally just sat down and did nothing. 
<laughs> hey, okay, not all teachers were shit. Well, yeah, no, that's true. I had we we had a we had a good few, but you had that you had that one cunt um, who just sat in the back and watched Survivor on his laptop. That, mm, he was a cunt. Actually, now that now that I'm being outed as a dick, because anyone who knows us knows like knows who that is, and they'll know exactly why I'm being a dick. And you'll know why I'm being weird about it. He was a fucking. Here's what happened, boys. Right, let's get the soundboard up. I'm. Should we tell people what we? <laughs> this is the evil Luke theme. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give some context. Why'd you tell them that? I just... You want to be evil, Luke? Go ahead. Okay. So what happened? In year 10, it was the 10th of July. Jack received three A-plus grades. I received three C-plus grades. Actually, can you just go onto Spotify and type in For the Damaged Coder? For the Damaged Coder? Where the fuck is Spotify? You, it's yeah, on you the like, keep, bottom bar. Keep him busy while I find No, I'll this. just wait. Oh, it's blue. What the fuck? Yeah, don't indulge them. Just... Why is it blue? Stop making commentary. No, I'm serious. Why is this Spotify blue? Oh, yeah, no, that's... I, I can't divulge that information in case there are policemen listening. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make you look fucking innocent at all. <laughs> well, I can say I did something illegal, as long as I don't say what it is. <laughs> if you're a cop, you have to tell me. You're What's too the... fucking slow. Get my I phone. I what it was called. For the damaged coder. Can you look for the piece of my phone that I dropped? It's right there. Oh, cool. For the... Oh. Damn. Fucking pick it up. Pick you up. Damage. Bah. Tonight. Cool. So, Evil Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened was... Jack received three C-plus grades. I... Sorry. Shit. Fuck. Uh, start again. Start again. It's okay. It's okay. Um, Just can't take a deep breath. Deep uh, breath. We're on community radio. It's fine. Our, here at RMIT Studios. It's a, it's a podcast. Yeah. Why is it... Why did it stop fucking playing? <laughs> <laughs> this this podcast is going awry. <laughs> We're fucked it up. It's all going to shit. <laughs> oh, Jazzler started. Oh, cool. So, fuck it. Fuck the theme. Just sing it. Fight. So, I received three C plus grades. I had done all the assignments to an A plus standard. Jack had done no assignments. <laughs> I spent hours and hours making a game when no one in the class bothered. There we oh, go, you sorry. can stop. I spent hours and hours making the game. No one had bothered but me. And... I got Jack to make my game for me. He did. He did indeed. We were tasked with doing a video game review. No one did the video game review, except for me. I did this whole, like, video review of Zelda 2. I thought I did. Maybe I don't, didn't. Not to... Not to the extent which I did. <laughs> I was better than you. <laughs> I was better than you, and I'll tell you why. I recorded the gameplay of Zelda 2. I played that godforsaken game. And I wrote that review. 3,000 words. It was like 20 minutes long. And the teacher didn't even look at it. Now, you could I... understand my frustration when yeah. I received three C-plus grades when the teacher hadn't even looked at my work. And you know why I received three-plus grades. C plus why I received three C grades Can because I... I'm loud <laughs> and you ripped apart keyboards. Oh yeah, no, that was let's let's cut that out. <laughs> okay, the evil thing can go off now that fucking yeah now that evil Luke has been revealed. I want to talk about that cunt. I'm gonna look up his name because I don't want to sound racist. Wait, what? Hang on. He's not. 
ethnic. No, 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 no. I'm thinking about a different dude. <laughs> like now that I'm being outed as a as a prick and a racist. <laughs> no one called you racist. You called yourself. Yeah, no, racist. they they think it. Um, what was the guy's name behind the problem with the poo? Oh, I don't want to say his name. I'm going to butcher it. It's okay. So his name's Harry. Is it Harry? Or Harry. I'm not sure how to pronounce I it. I think it's Harry Cond... I don't want to say it. It's like Cond... Wait, we should just look it up. Um, sir, I did know I disagree with everything you fucking put out. I Don't call him sir. It's a fucking dropkick. I call everyone sir. He's, he's not worthy of the name. He's, a, he's fucking Mussolini, dude. Conda... Condabalu. Okay. Condabalu. Condabalu, yeah, sure. So, this man, Harry Condabalu, what a dropkick... A shit cunt. A, uh, a motherfucker. And guess what, Hari? We're not calling you that because you're Indian. We're calling you that because you fucking removed one of the best characters on The Simpsons, you cunt. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's tone it down, Joe. No need to get so, uh, so worked up. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is, he made this documentary called The Problem with a Poo. It's like 50 minutes, an hour long. And Thanks for telling them the length of the documentary. <laughs> no worries. It, it was made in 2017 or 2018. I don't fucking know. Last year, yeah. Uh, this podcast is not factually accurate. Don't listen to us. Um, so he made this documentary basically outing a poo as a racist and unfair depiction of, of Indians. Um, and because The Simpsons was hit its stride in the 90s, and a poo was like obviously one of the major characters in the show... He, like, outed it for being one of the only representations of Indians in pop culture. And him, like, thinking that's a negative portrayal of Indian culture, it was a bad thing for him. And essentially, he put this documentary together and and he's like, okay, for, like, for as long as I've known, I've been called a poo, like, by racist pricks. So, therefore, it's the character's fault for existing that I've been called a poo. And he had this one segment, and it was shown in, like, the trailer and everything, where he has, like, a panel of guests, and there was a dude from Harold and Kumar, like, some really big names, and he asked them, how many of you have been called a poo? And everyone raises their hand. And that was a point against the show, which is, I think, fucking ridiculous, because you can't blame source material for bullies referring to source material. It doesn't make... That point makes zero sense, because what he's basically saying is... It's, like... Them being called a poo is racist, and guess what? Yeah, maybe it's racist on a on the level of the person calling them that, right? Yeah, because you're generalizing someone by their race or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. A poo isn't a racist character. No, a poo. For those who don't even know anything about the character, a poo is a hardworking, small business owner, quite wealthy and well off. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he uh, works like... They play it for a joke, but he works like 24-7. Yeah. Uh, what else? Is a married man... Yeah, he's very smart. Like, I'm pretty sure he was an engineer or scientist or something yep. before moving to America. Uh-huh. Uh, father's eight children. Mm-hmm. What else is there? Well, he's still like... Here's another thing. He's very composed, despite like yeah. his insane amount of responsibility. And here's a quote that I found, which I think is like the most ironic and fucking hilarious thing you could find on the character. Apu said this to Lisa, but I learned long ago, Lisa, to tolerate others Mm -hmm. rather than forcing my beliefs on them. It just... 
that quote is just the perfect representation of how 90s Simpsons writers think. Yeah. So it wasn't like, okay, this guy is Indian, let's play it for laughs. And I think the the like highest extent they did that to was having him work in a 7-Eleven. But well, even yeah. then, that's not like that's not a negative connotation. It's just factually accurate that a lot of Indians work in 7-Elevens. In convenience stores, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's a it's not a far cry. And I don't know why, if it, even if you were to make that observation, why that would be racist. Unless you think working in convenience... I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't, I don't personally have any bad bonds against clerks. Like, no. It doesn't make any sense as to why that would be a negative thing, in my mind. Well, it's, it's not. That's a the thing. They... Because he's an archetype, and, like, everyone is in The Simpsons, they took that as a negative... It's basically like they're distilling our culture down to this. But if you look at what The Simpsons is, like, Homer is an archetype. He's the typical portrayal of a drunk, like, dumb, fucking non-hard-working American dad. Every character is an archetype because that is the premise, at least it was, I'm not talking about modern Simpsons, the premise of the show is to make fun of pop culture and make fun of, like, American culture. Basically. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like oh, criticism and, of culture. That's the point of the show. And to make commentary on it in satire. Yeah. That is the point of The Simpsons. That is, I'm not going to say that's why it was created. That is the direction the writers took in the 90s. No, that's why it was created. Okay. They wanted to, like, portray a dysfunctional family. There you go. Which is more like what American families are like. So, and Homer's a great example. But if we, if, even if you want to take the racist card, you need to, and I was talking to, we were talking about this on Messenger the other day. Luke and I are both of Italian heritage, mm-hmm. right? At least, like, I'm full Luke's half. Every... S- the Simpsons has two insanely stereotypical Italian characters. Yeah. You have Fat Tony, the mobster, who is the archetype of fucking, you know, Italian fat mob guy from Sicily <coughs> or whatever, like, talks like that, has all the stereotypes, yeah? And then you have Giuseppe, the chef, mm-hmm. who is literally, like... Hey, it's a bit, he's like fucking Mario, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not offended at that. And I'm not saying, I'm, maybe, I'm not going to speak for all Italians. Maybe one Italian out there is fucking offended. But that portrayal, in my mind, is even more racist than what Pooh is. Like, yeah. And, and even then, like. And even then, it's just a joke. It's making fun of, like, uh, it's a commentary on what people think Italians are. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And even then, like, if you extend this to broader pop culture, look at fucking Mario. In Mario 64, if you leave the controller, he goes to sleep and he starts dreaming about pasta. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't don't know how you can pick on probably the most humble depiction of any race in the show when there are, like, arguably more quote-unquote racist depictions. You could even say there are depictions of mental illness that aren't that are worse than fucking how a poo is a pig. Like, you could make the argument that Ralph and Chief Wiggum are, like, on the spectrum or, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's... And they play him for laughs, which I think is, like, yeah. their issue there. Right. And that's, that's, uh, that's, that's an issue within itself, because what's happened here is we've set a precedent for, like, what we can do with media and comedy censorship. And, like, from, I don't know, in my perspective, in, like, my point of view, I don't think there should be any restrictions. Obviously, you can get to a point where it's harmful 
and you're legitimately causing damage, and that, that's, that's like another issue. But if you're restricting what people can say in comedy, then people are going to be too fucking scared to go out there and do stuff. Yeah. Because what's happened is some fucking dumb cunt, what he's done is he's taken down one of the biggest giants in the in the animation industry. Mm. So, like, what's stopping the, the far-left PC agenda from taking down, like, I don't know, what else is out there? Mario. Yeah. It's... It, it's just it yeah I think that's that's right it just sets an insanely bad precedent and like censorship yeah I agree like censorship is I already think gone a little bit too far like and it, yeah like if obviously I'm not gonna fucking advocate for racist characters or you know like blackface or whatever but even then always Sunny did blackface and it's funny do you know what I mean because yeah. it's it's not. <laughs> I, I, I just think satire is dead, honestly. Or people just don't understand it anymore. It's definitely not dead. The issue is the far left are very loud nowadays. Yeah. So it, it like it's usually people who can't fucking understand comedy who are criticizing comedy more than anyone else because of publications like BuzzFeed and all that being yeah. the most popular in, in the media industry. It doesn't make, like... It's not... I don't want to have to explain satire to people... Because I'm not going to treat you guys like idiots. <laughs> yeah. But, like, satire is... It's making fun. At the, its very base level, it's, it's a commentary. It's a political commentary, whatever. But what it's meant to do is make fun of people who actually think like the things that they're saying. Yeah. So, always Sunny doing blackface is funny and satirical... Because publications or shows or whatever in the distant past have done blackface unironically. Yeah, even then, it's just like, to a base level, it's just making fun of these characters who are so disassociated from reality to the yeah. point where, like, that's not even a thought to them. Right. It's- Which is the point of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, hence why it's funny. It's all, it's all about fucking context. It really is. Context is everything, and I feel like context gets thrown out way too much recently. I saw um I saw this post on Twitter the other day, and some dropkick was like, if Cardi B wasn't a woman, she wouldn't be as popular as she is. No fucking shit, you moron. <laughs> like fucking Jesus Christ. Of course, if the if the context was slightly different, who knows what would be happening? Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I love people who make claims like that. It's like, well, you know, if fucking if a poo was white, then we would have no problem. But he's not. Yeah. <laughs> if the context would, was different, then anything we'd... could be different. You can't just make a claim that it's a parallel in a parallel universe. Something would be different. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. On the topic of parallel universes, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Soundboard again. We're a bit overdue for some uh, for some funnies. Shit's been really serious. Yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna wind up. What the fuck is that? This is uh, to all you communists out there, you fucks, <laughs> fucking red sons of bitches. Remember when Seinfeld like started demonizing the commies? You, no, wait, what? I, I don't remember those episodes. There was like there was an episode where Elaine was dating a communist, and oh, like yes, everyone making such a big deal. And at the time, I'm like, oh, these must be evil fucks. 
every fucking American TV show from the 90s and below made fucking red, like, like, sent bad red messages, like, no commies. Yeah. They're in the middle of the fucking Cold War. What do you expect? Yeah, well, it's like, I don't know, I'm really nostalgic for that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, I like it. Even, uh, again, this is evil Luke coming in. I'm really nostalgic towards those racist Looney Tunes cartoons. Because it's such, like... Obviously... I just think they're fascinating. It, it's fascinating, that's the thing. But you look back at that, and there's an episode where they just beat the fuck out of Hitler. Yeah. Or, like, they do blackface un- unironically. Mm-hmm. An episode where, like, it's some, it's some, like, black dude with big lips and, like, no hair. And it's, like... And he's a caveman, and he's chasing Bugs Bunny. And I'm like, that's that's really interesting. There was a time when this was okay on, on TV. Yeah, no, I think it's just very, very interesting to look at and, like, analyze. Yeah. I, I grew up in a lot of those as well, so... Mm. Do you remember... Do you, did you know... Um, you're in Fantasia... Ah! Sorry. Ah! You're in uh, Fantasia? Mm-hmm. There's, like... It's cut out now on every single release of Fantasia... Um, doesn't have it anymore. But, like, I think the original Fantasia had, like, blackface, like, women, like, with massive red lips, like, doing dances and shit, like, in the background. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. There's, um, there's a Disney movie as well called Song of the South. Yeah, that one's fucked as well. <laughs> they, like, they cut that from, like, publication everywhere. Yeah. That... Did that come out around the same time as Birth of a Nation? <laughs> I have no idea. Because I know that one's... No good. We should watch that. Yeah, we should. We should uh, watch it live on the podcast with you guys. What do you think? We're going to start watching Birth of a Nation right now. Tune in for the next three hours while we sit in relative silence and maybe make a comment every now and then. Yeah, guys, text us your thoughts at 0432 715 492. We'll be waiting. He'll, he'll be waiting. You hear like text messages like two weeks in advance and be like, what the fuck was this one? <laughs> Wait, he, he's a... <laughs> Funny memes! <laughs> you know who's back? Leafy is here. I'd, oh, I'd rather kill myself. Uh, he's actually not back. He, he appeared on Keemstar a couple of days ago. Why do you still watch this trash? Oh, I fucking love Keemstar. I know. That's my question. <laughs> well, he's like, he's such a fucking hothead. And, like, I, I watch the baited podcast every now and then with Chad and um, Colossal is Crazy and Keem. And they just fucking hate each other. It's it's like watching Real Housewives, <laughs> but like with uh with young men, and uh, they get mad over the stupidest fucking things. And it's so fun to see them derail. That's fair. And Keem Keemstar just like recently had Leafy on the show. And for those who don't know, he was like this big internet cyberbully who disappeared for like a year, and he came back on. And like Keem was essentially like. What the fuck happened? He was like, "Yeah, just, just the yeah, um, you, YouTube algorithm, guys. Uh, just what the, what the fuck? I was, uh, I was just smoking, <laughs> smoking some crack real quick in my, uh, in my pad, and what, the, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> that's my Leafy is here impression. Yeah, it's a, uh, that's good, that's good. Yeah, like he, he came back, and I expected him to do some reflection on like the, the huge dick that he was, and he was essentially like, "No, nah, I disappeared because of the YouTube algorithm, and I wasn't making any money." Yeah, that's it was like reason. fuck it. Yeah, right. And he asked what he's been doing. He's like, yeah, I've been investing in stocks. <laughs> what a fucking life! If you're listening to this, Levy, you fucking prick. I, I, uh, I, I hope you, uh, I hope you're doing well, man. 
You are you fucking bipolar? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was gonna say I hope you die, but uh, that's a bit dark for 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 a community podcast. Yeah, you done with uh, you done with the evil Luke? <laughs> yeah, evil evil Luke's being phased out. <laughs> it was fun portraying the character, but uh, I think it's time to part ways. Yeah. Speaking of parting ways. This is a bad segue to a topic that has no relation to what we were yeah. just talking about. Okay. Wait, 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 guys. Let's get on the segue. <laughs> we're right into the next topic. <laughs> is, that, is that the noise segue? No more soundboard! <laughs> okay. What were you going to say? Um... So, like, I think it was, yeah, on Monday at work, I was just fucking, I was tripping the fuck, I'll kill you. (laughs) I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to do that. I was tripping the fuck out because, like, it was early in the morning and I was working and I just, I felt like I was in a fucking dream. I wasn't sure whether I was actually at work or whether I was, like, dreaming or not. Yeah. And then just, like, certain things would happen that were like out of the ordinary slightly and I was like oh fuck oh this is fucked oh I'm fucking dreaming like this is way too real to be oh I was freaking the fuck out dude yeah you ever get that oh I get that all the time um so some backstory for me we uh Joe and I did this film back in year 11 called BP Noir and like one day we just started filming and all of a sudden like my head just like separates from my brain and I was like, fuck, did I, did I smoke up or something? This is, this is nuts. <laughs> like, I was just, I was so out of it. I couldn't do anything. I was just, I was basically a zombie for the day. And it was just like, time was moving separate from me and yeah. nothing sparked it. And I'm pretty sure that was a similar experience. It's, yeah, it's, it was weird. I was just like, okay, I'm at work, but things are off. Things aren't exactly right. This is a dream world. Yeah. I had to pinch myself to make sure I was like, oh, this is fucked. And then, like, I think it was either that day or the next day, I think I told you about this, I had a dream loop, and it was fucked. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. Because I had a nap, and in the nap, I was dreaming that I was waking up over and over again. Yeah. And I'd try and, like, and I'd wake up exactly how I wake up in bed, right? Yeah. So, like, looking at my TV, looking at my PlayStation, like, it's just, like, the exact experience. And I'm like, okay, I'm awake. I need to get out of bed. So, I'd move my feet to the ground. And I, it was like I was running in place or I was, like, walking in place. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is still a dream. And then it would reset. Every time I realized it was a dream, it would reset. Yeah. It was fucked. And then, like, sometimes I'd get further and to, like, to the door or something. And then it would just be way off and fuck. And, it, like, at times, it felt like my legs were cut off from my torso. And my torso would be in bed, and my legs were, like, trying to move. Oh, weird. Dude, it was fucking trippy as shit. Yeah, that's nuts. Like, when you woke up, did you feel like you were still in the dream? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I woke up normally, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, I'm awake. I'm okay. Because <laughs> I get that some mornings. Like, ever since that fucking time um, when we were filming BP Noir... I know that was because I was stressed, but, like, it just, it happens every now and then. Yeah. And weird thing for me is it triggers in certain places. So, there's a cafe across my house, and every time I'm in there, I get it. Right. Um, where it just essentially, 
like what I said, it, my brain is separated from my body. I'm not really sure if I'm dreaming or I'm in reality. Yeah. And like days after, I'm like, was that real? Mm. Um, and that's like, I don't know. It's something you can't really put into words. But like, I've had some, I've had some nuts dreams where like at the time I thought it was reality and I woke up and like after about an hour, I still thought it was reality. Yeah. There was this, there was a time 10 years ago, I think it was. Uh-huh. Where I had a dream where I was just like riding my bike along this river, um, and I take a right. Like I distinctly remember this this area. Like it's it's in my head right now. I can picture. It. I could probably draw it for you. Mm. I take a right up the hill, and there's like this tram line and an ice cream shop. And this place, like mind you, this does not exist in reality. And I met up with like some friends in the time we got ice cream, and I went home. Ten years pass, and early this year, I have a dream in the exact same spot. I've had, yeah, go on. Mm-hmm. Except I'm riding down, but I don't take a right. I just go straight. And I go into a chapel. Um, and I, I go to approach someone. And they turn around. They have no face. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. And then I go to, like, one of our other friends. And she just fucking points at me. And she's like, don't. And I look up. And, like, some dude is just, like, screaming like hanging from the chandelier and just fucking screaming his head off Jesus and like spouting weird bullshit I wrote it down as well because I remembered some of it and I remember waking up and I'm like I couldn't distinguish the dream from reality yeah no I've I've had that as well like so I've had like two of those sort of things where continuing dreams like a continuation of a fucking dream from years ago yeah. Like, just reoccurring throughout periods of my life. Yeah. From, like, when I was a kid. Uh, and that's always fucking weird. Like, there's one graveyard, graveyard one that comes up every now and then. I'm walking basically in a straight line down the graveyard. And then there's, like, monster shit getting me. <laughs> Damn, okay. Yeah. That's and nuts. I, I've had that since I was, like, six. Uh, and the only way you exit that dream, and this is, I'm pretty sure, has remained a staple... Because I was playing shit tons of video games at that time. Yeah. Where I'd have to pause the dream and it would come up with like a menu. <laughs> what the fuck? And I would go to quit and then exit game. Boy, what a gamer. Yeah, I know. This is a real gamer <laughs> podcast with uh with two real gamers. Fucking super gamer man. I never I never dreamed about games. I always dreamed about I like I didn't dream about games either. That was the only thing. It was like oh, just that's a weird. fucking video game menu. That's uh that's strange. I always dreamed about family stuff. Like, yeah. I remember this one dream that really stuck out to me. I don't know why, but I was terrified in the dream. Um, where I was at my nonna nonna's house. And my nonna was just gardening, and I go up to him. And we were just, like, talking for a while. And at the end, he just, like, gets this super solemn and serious look on his face. And he points at me. And he's like, don't go to the end of the garden. Do not go anywhere near the chicken cage. Fucking yikes. And we just keep talking. And I hear a noise coming from the chicken cage, so, like, I go to investigate. And, like, there was there was a chicken cage, and there was a little shed with a door. The door pries open, and, like, out, like, comes this towering man, and I realize it's my nonno. But, like, something's off. And he pulls a knife out of his pocket. And I'm oh. like, oh, fuck, this is not good. And he's walking towards me, so I start running. But, like, the fucking, the garden was, like, that, uh, that staircase in Mario 64. Where you just oh. you just keep running up and it keeps looping. Jesus. And then I see my nonno in the distance. So I'm like, holy shit, there's two nonnos. There's bad nonno and there's good nonno. 
and I'm like running towards him. He's like, shit, like get inside, um, like ring Nonna. Um, and I always wake up before anything else happened. But this happened like three or four times. I said an idea for a show. What's that? It's called Dreamscape. Yeah. And we just recreate our dreams. Oh, fuck. I like that. Yeah. F- fuck. Don't steal yeah, that. Don't steal don't that. Don't Holy steal shit. That. Cut this out. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if anyone makes a show in the next five years called Dreamscape, I'll... Uh, we'll be I'll- suing, your, suing your fucking shit. We'll, we'll fucking take you down. Oh, no, no. I'll be uh, standing in your backyard with a knife. <laughs> and guess what? That garden's never ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll fuck you up, cunt. <laughs> They better not be here for the studio, because we're like no. we're twenty minutes overdue. Someone just waved at me. Oh, cool. Are we twenty minutes over? Okay. Uh, wait, no, we're not done. Who cares? I know, but like, how many? How long have we been going for? Uh, we'll go for the full hour, so like ten more minutes. Okay. Um, I was get. Did we talk about dreams last podcast? Yeah, I I fucking love dreams. It's one of my favorite topics. Should we just make it a segment? Yeah, it's true. I uh I probably should save this, but I got this um. Here's a wild dream that happened to me at the start of this year. Uh-huh. Every time I tell it, everyone thinks I'm like four or five. Because... When you tell it? When I tell... No, when I tell it, everyone thinks this happens to me when I'm like four or five. But uh. I'm like, nope, this happened to me when I was an 18-year-old. So, when I get sick and get the flu, I basically have these hallucinations. Oh, I know what this is already. Yeah, and they're so terrifying that I literally cannot put them into words. It's, yeah. It's legitimately like, I think either I'm going to die, or my mum's going to kill me, or everyone around me's going to die, or my mum's going to die. Just stuff like that. But, like, the pain you'd feel in real life is just amplified times ten. There was, this, there was like, just before I do that, there was this one where I was in bed, and I contorted my arm in such a way... Uh, where, like, in my head, I'm like, holy shit, I've moved into a parallel dimension. I'll never be able to get back. I'm lost forever. Yeah, fuck me. Like, that's nuts. That's nuts but this time, I was in my bed, um, and I just, like, I woke up, but I was sort of in the dream, and I got in my head that's like, there's a monster in the house. So I'm like, holy shit. I So I go to the kitchen to grab a knife to, like, defend myself, because I'm like, holy shit, he's expanding, and, like, if he expands too much, he's going to destroy the world. So I go to the kitchen to grab a knife, and in the kitchen I see, like, this giant, like, red fucking angry emoji-looking face, and he's just expanding. Fuck. And he's pulsating. Christ. So, at this point, I'm I'm naked. Because, like, <laughs> if I've got the flu, I take all my clothes off so, like, I don't overheat. So I grab the knife, and I, like, don't burst out. do you really get, like, cold, though, when you have the flu? Well, that's the thing. That's because your body temperature is really high. Yeah. But, like, oh, so I guess taking off all your clothes would work. But I don't know how you get through that. Because, like... So, like, you feel cold because your body trying to overcompensate for your um, your temperature being so high. Right. So, I run out the house. And, I'm like, I'm on the street fucking naked brandishing a knife. <laughs> and it's about three in the morning at this point. So, I start, like, I start banging on my auntie's door. And I'm, like... Sam, there's another like, monster trying to get me! And I'm like, I'm fucking screaming. It's like George fucking stands there. Jerry! There's a monster trying to get me and I'm, I'm, I'm naked and I'm outside, Jerry! <laughs> and they're like, holy shit, what's going on at three in the morning? Oh, fuck me. Um, and they bring me inside and they legitimately think something's wrong. So they bring me in the kitchen. I'm delirious. I'm just like, I'm screaming about this monster. 
And the first thing I remember when I came to is David with his shirt off and his boiling eggs in the kitchen. <laughs> Just standing there boiling. He's like, what's going on? Hey, <laughs> That's fucking... Are you sure you're not schizophrenic? Um, I could be. Oh, yeah, did you want to do that, like, a five-minute improv thing? Oh, yeah. Before we wrap up? Yeah, you start. Do, is it going to be, like, a Seinfeld episode? Yeah, let's, let's do a Seinfeld episode. All right, so the premise... You, know, you explain the premise. You came up with it. Um, I didn't really come up with a premise. I was just like, it'll be funny if we make our own Seinfeld episode. All right. And I guess, like, I'll play Karam and Gorg. <laughs> and you can play the rest of the characters. Right, I'll play Geg and, uh, fucking Aline. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh... Alright. Um, so. <laughs> interior. <laughs> Jerry's apartment. Day. Jerry enters. And he's fucking freaking out, dude. Hello again. It's your old friend, the editing magician. Unfortunately, funny YouTubers Joe and Luke did a Seinfeld improv set in 1920s New York acting as a commentary on racial segregation. Obviously, racial segregation is a touchy subject, so it's probably best if we bypass it altogether. Fortunately, I got y'all covered. I've written my very own script for a Seinfeld episode. Here we go. Kiram, Jerry, wow. I need meat, Jerry. Gare, get your own fucking meat. I'm sick of you bursting in here all the time and eating me food. You know. I get no privacy in this fucking place. Joke. Jerry open the door Jerry. George is getting very upset. Jerry. Oh what now? I'm hankering for some goddamn peace and quiet. Just leave me the fuck alone. George bursts open the door. George. Jerry. I was walking down the street and a Chinese man gave me the old one to skip a few. Kiram. What's the progress on the meat Jerry? Newman is getting restless. Enter Newman. Jerry, fucking Newman cunt. Newman, my arch nemesis. Jerry. Jerry, yo if I give you my bag of beat will you please just give me some peace and quiet so I can continue listening to the antidote for chaos on audio tape. Karayam, yeah, Jerry. Giddy up. Jerry gives Kamek and Nuboy the meat. Exit Nuboy and Kamek. George, the one to skip a few Jerry. This is not good. Ho ho. Jerry, you're right George. But right now I just want to get back to listening to Jordan Peterson on audio tape. Enter Kramer. Audience, Wuel. Kramer, Jerry, the meat you gave. Was it refrigerated? Jerry, IDKLOL. Kramer. You fool. I got Salmonella Jerry. I have Crohn's disease. What am I gonna do? I don't wanna lose my bowel. I'm only 35, you know? I've spent my life abusing and neglecting my good health. What have I done with myself, Jerry? Life is a gift, Jerry, and I've squandered it. The mere fact that I exist is one of the biggest and greatest gift I could have ever received. The fact that I can think and feel as a rational being. I could have just as easily been a fly with the lifespan of a day or a diseased dog. What have I done, Jerry? I've wasted my life. 
I haven't had sex in 20 years. All I do all day is watch Millionaire Hot Seat repeats with that McQuire fellow who loves the pies. Go calling wood pies. What even is the self, Jerry? What distinguishes me from you? You from Socrates? Socrates from Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory? Why aren't we all just one big consciousness? After all, Jerry, my consciousness is simply just an electrical current. Is that all that separates me from you? Either way, Jerry, we have to define what our overall goal is. Some may say happiness, others may say understanding. But for me, I wanted to achieve virtue and now I can't you cunt. I wanted to get married, move to the top of a mountain and live the simple life. Affecting my environment in only positive ways. In the morning Jerry, I'd wake up and plant saplings and I'd sit and watch them grow. That's all I'd do but I'd be contributing to the world. Holy shit, I'm awake now Jerry. For the first time ever I see things clearly. I've been living my life on a conveyor belt, following the model of what a life is supposed to be. Except for that time I was a pimp but that ended when I got syphilis. Alas though Jerry, all of my experiences will be lost time. Like tears in the rain. Time. To die. Jerome. Oh no, don't do it Kramer. Please, look. I don't. Jordan Peterson audiobook anymore. We'll go do your bottle scheme. Kramer, it's too late for that Jerry. I've seen things that you wouldn't believe. I can't go back. I can never go back, not with the knowledge of reality that I now have. I want to go back to sleep. Please Jerry, make this end. Jerry, well, gee Kramer. I don't know what to say. Kramerica, Jerry, just give me the rest of the salmonella-infused meat. Jerry, but Kramer. Kramer, do it you pussy. Death isn't an end, it's just another phase of life. My conceousness will not continue but the energy within will go on to spread throughout the universe. I will be boundless by form Jerry. Jerry, well when you put it that way. Cosmic kills himself by eating rotten meat. The end. Don't, don't you love when a podcast uh, ties it all together at the end? Yeah, it's... Uh... And scene. <laughs> <laughs> Larry David. Larry David. Seinfeld the reunion episode. <laughs> we made it for you. Just... Just uh, give us royalties. Yeah, that's... Uh... Well, I guess that's... Uh, that's a... That's a... That's a rap, boys. Just, uh, fuck. Oh, okay, good. Josiah is 15 minutes away. That, uh, that do looks... our own meeting. What? Oh, fuck, we'll do that real quick on the podcast. Well, I mean, we'll do it on the podcast. Let's wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> got him! Okay, we need to plug social media real quick. Jesus, fuck. Stop, we need to plug social media. Okay. Follow us at... Uh, wait, shit, what's our Instagram? Technical America. Is it just Technical America? Yeah, it's Technicolor Memories. Same deal with Facebook. It'll be in the description and shit. Yeah. Technicolor Memories. Give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a like on Facebook. Give us a suck on Pornhub. Uh, that's not a thing anymore, though. It will. It, I still upload to Pornhub. All right. If you want Pornhub compilations, there's uh, we've got plenty there. Also, if anyone here is into Albus Smegger, 
um, that disgusting fat bitch from uh, from Oni Plays. I've assembled like the first ever compilation. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait. Personal social medias. Yeah, mine is just Luke Rotella. That's L U K E R O T E double L A. My Twitter is Joseph Palia underscore, and my Instagram is Joe underscore Pag thirteen. My Instagram is a um, Luke Star dot three thousand. So it's L U K E S T A R dot three zero zero zero. Now again, that is L U K E S T A R dot three zero zero zero. And remember, for your input, call O four three two seven one five four nine two. The call lines are open. Alright, end it. <laughs> Here at Sin Nation, our boy the Game of Boys signing off. We bid you farewell and remember once Let ag- all your games be good ones. Once, yeah. That's better than what I was going to say. Go on. That's uh, the good game slogan. Oh, I was going to say, once a gamer... Always a gamer. Always a gamer. Or in your words... Oh, no. <laughs> this was on Joseph's, Joseph's Facebook wall. No, no, this I, was... Okay, this was on Joseph's <laughs> Facebook wall seven years ago. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it's still you. So, I'm a gamer. Not because I have no life, but because I choose to have many. As captioned on a picture of the Dragonborn and Nico Bellic. And with that, I want to kill myself.